following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Friday, welcome back, you, you lucky person, you, you are listening to another episode, episode 50, party horns, of uh, Fantasy Beasts and Where to Find Them, the fantasy podcast. Uh, welcome, 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 I am your co-host, Kyle Ranney, joined as always by Gary Hall. Gary, how's it going? It's good, it's hard to believe it's been 50 episodes already, but we're We've been putting out content and grinding, and now we're here at 50. That means we've been together 25 weeks. Yeah. That's insane. That's absolutely nuts. Uh, a lot of football, a lot of uh, predictions, a lot of right predictions, I've noticed. We've yeah. been pretty good with some of the draft stuff. We, we had a full draft coverage. It's almost time to start following college season so we can get ready for next year's draft coverage. It, just, it doesn't end. No. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be hopefully pumping to three episodes a week uh, for at least the NFL season, pending uh, some some daily fantasy discussion. But this week we don't uh, we're not gonna start off with much news. We're gonna get right into it. Talk about the NFC North. I always forget who's in the NFC North. <laughs> um, but starting with the Chicago Bears, it's funny. Uh, pro football. Pro Football Focus, maybe? Pro Fantasy Fantasy Pros. This is Joe Pizzapia's website. Oh, okay. He's part of Fantasy Pros. Shout out Joe Pizzapia. Go check him out. Get the Fantasy Black Book. Uh, we were a sponsor this year. We were an advertisement this year. But uh, Justin Fields, quarterback number one on this list, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, uh, and like by a long shot, pretty separated here. They haven't officially named Justin Fields quarterback one. No, but we're assuming that at some point that's what's going to happen. Yes, and like we we had said it a couple times, uh, in the right system, Justin Fields is going to be a very good pro. We didn't like the fact that he didn't have much t- uh, much zip behind his pass, but he's also one of the one of the best quarterbacks in this year's class at being able to make something out of nothing and mm-hmm. being able to move on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he does have an accurate deep ball. It's just it's accurate. It's just floats. It's a floater. Yeah, floater. It's kind of like that Russell Wilson type of pass. Which isn't a bad thing, because I'll take Russell Wilson 10 out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin Fields uh, is ranked 24. Basically, the equivalent of that is telling you, yeah, um, if you've got a really good quarterback, take him as quarterback too. Which I'm on board with. If I've got a really good QB1, why not take him a quarterback too? Yeah, I mean, If he hits, you can trade him. You can trade him, or if you play matchups depending on... If your QB1 is playing a better defense this week, and you might think, hey, Fields might put up 20-something points against a really bad, I don't know who's going to be bad this year, but so let's, let's say... Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit was bad last year, and yes, I mean, I know that the, the number three overall pick was a corner, but that doesn't always turn around in one year. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like that upside as a quarterback two, the last quarterback two, even a low-end quarterback, th- or a high-end quarterback three, 
Uh, running backs, David Montgomery listed 18, Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert. We liked Khalil Herbert a lot, actually. It wouldn't shock me to see Khalil Herbert move up to that Damian Williams 3 on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but David Montgomery is going to probably run away as a, as a running back 1. A guy who... I don't know the best way to put this. I think people who had him last year are going to fall in love with him, and he's going to be very tough to get in your drafts. Yeah. Because his stats were great. And part of me didn't want to believe it because, like, he had that Jonathan Taylor effect. He faced a very light schedule, and mm-hmm. that was a benefit to his very easy schedule and very good numbers. But he's got a similar schedule this year against weak running teams. Yeah. Uh, so I think David Montgomery has the potential to do it again is potentially going to be a top-end running back, but I don't know if you're going to be able to get him because I think he's going to be in high command from teams that already dealt with him last year or coveted him. Yep. Someone might have lost him in the championship. They're like, you know what? I'm getting that guy. Um, Tariq Cohen. Cohen reminds me of what J.D. McKissick was last year. I think he's got the potential to be a receiving back and a very nice PPR piece that could slot in as a flex play. Um, but two years ago, he was a bit of a bust. Um, and last year he came off an injury, so mm, I wouldn't. Put I'm not stock putting him. stock into him very high. I might take him as a last round pick and see mm-hmm. if maybe the dart sticks, but I don't necessarily need him on my roster. Wide receivers: Allen Robinson is wide receiver one on this list. Allen Robinson is a guy I'm a really big fan of as well. Uh, Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, Daz Newsom. Which they have Daz Newsom on here, and I believe he went undrafted or he was like a six rounder. Yeah. Uh, Newsom could walk in and make some noise here. Marquise Goodwin's on this list as well, but Newsom was a very good receiver out of North Carolina. A guy to watch, at least in camp, could overtake Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's on the outs. He's been kind of seeing his stats diminish for two, three years now. Yeah. Alan Robinson's true number one. Right, true number one. Unless. Um, Justin Fields becomes a starter and connects with Anthony Miller. Like you said, Anthony Miller is kind of on the out and out. Uh, Darnell Mooney last year was incredibly efficient down the, down the stretch as well. Darnell Mooney's a guy that I actually scooped up late in my one dynasty league. I'm going to see if I can pull his numbers here. Um, because he was he was really a, a nice piece to have last year. That's uh, not going to help me. All right. See if I can pull Darnell Mooney stats here real fast. It heard me. What's Darnell Mooney stats? Uh, I mean, back half of the year here. Come on, let me see all of these. Down the stretch, uh, I mean, week, week uh, against the Titans. Yeah, he only caught five passes, but five for 43 with 11 targets. Five for 69 and a touchdown, six targets. Three for 40 with seven targets. Mm-hmm. Um, from week... From week nine to week... Oh, no, okay. I'm not looking at this properly. Uh, much earlier, actually. Almost all season, he saw a minimum of five targets. Uh, week three to week seventeen, he only had two games with less than two tar- or less than five targets. Mm-hmm. And those two games, he had two and two. Uh, shockingly, both against seemingly some of the worst teams in the league: uh, Minnesota and Houston. 
But Houston, they were blowing him out early, mm-hmm. and he had a touchdown in that game. But yeah, Darnell Mooney was consistent and sneaky all year, and I, I kind of like him again this year. Uh, Cole Komet, also a guy I'm intrigued by. Second-round pick last year, started to kind of come on down the, down the stretch. Jimmy Graham had the starting job for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he had seven touchdowns last year. Um, but I could see Komet overtaking that and being the guy in Chicago yeah. now. So, oh, no. Justin Fields, uh, nice dart throw. Don't need him. But if we learned anything from last year's quarterbacks, if you have them in the hit, you can move them for better pieces. Yep. Uh, David Montgomery, easily high-end potential to be a top running back, too. I don't know if you're going to be able to afford him. I think someone's going to bid up on him. If you can get him, do it. Um... Yeah, Tariq Cohen, don't need to necessarily go on that. Damian Williams, I don't know if he'll even find the team. Right. Uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is my favorite person to talk about on this list because Allen Robinson, for the most part, is a great guy you could bank on as a wide receiver one. But I think a lot of people end up getting him as a wide receiver two. Yeah, because... because people jump on mm-hmm. these other guys. You kind of forget about them. Yes. Um... Someone's going to be there late, and they're going to go, oh, I'm going to go get Cooper Cup. Well, guess what? I'm going to sit here in the third round or fourth round and see Allen Robinson behind my other number number one receiver already and go, I'll take Allen Robinson at wide receiver one. Yeah. Happily. I've been stuck in the past. The last two the last two years I've had him in two different money leagues mm-hmm. where I went running back, running back. I might have gone running back, running back, running back, and running back, running back quarterback in the mm-hmm. two leagues. And been able to get him in the fourth or fifth round as my wide receiver one. And he's produced as my wide receiver one. He's, I use the term a lot of the Russell Wilson of our generation. Where everybody mm-hmm. lets him slide and someone gets lucky every year. That's my Russell Wilson at, at wide receiver. Yeah, they, People disrespect that man so much. Um, Darnell Mooney, I think it should be higher than 54. I would put him as a wide receiver four. Uh, and here he's almost a wide receiver five. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't need to really talk about the rest of those. Cole Komet may be worth a flyer as a t- backup tight end. Yes. Um, the Detroit Lions. This is ugly. Um, Jared Goff, ranked at number 30. Truth be told, probably deserves it. Probably there or a little lower. I'm not putting too much of my um, confidence in Jared Goff right now. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Adrian Peterson's on this list, and he's not on this team. Jamar Jefferson. Um, DeAndre Swift really turned it on in the back half of last year. If I have any concerns, it's that he needs to learn a better running style because he seemed to have a lingering concussion through a lot of the back half. And if that happens too much, we're going to have problems with him. I believe Uh, they also signed Raheem Boyd, but he's not on this list, so maybe they cut him already. Did they get Raheem Raheem Boyd? Raheem or Raheem, I can't remember. I know that he, he signed... Um, as an undrafted somewhere, and I believe he it was. might have. He possibly got he cut got cut already. already. He's listed as a free agent. Um, okay, so he got hurt, and they they put him on the IR mm-hmm. to try to stash him, and they waived him on June fourth with an injury settlement already. So he can sign somewhere else. He might even resign there. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, Rakeem the Dream is not there. Uh, DeAndre Swift really does have the potential to be a, dare I say, top 12 to top 9 running back. 
Yeah, I he mean, ran very well. They're going to feed him the ball, especially if they aren't going to be confident with Goff being the kind of gunslinger. Yeah. Um, so I really think Swift has the, the ability to finish out nine to twelve, but I also think Swift scares me enough with the possibility of Detroit just falling flat, where he could end up being running back twenty four or twenty five. Mm-hmm. So I think where they got him in nineteen, projecting him as a number two running back or a high end number three is the best case scenario. I think people are going to overvalue him being a second year back. I like him. I'm not saying I don't, but you got to know when enough's enough. Yeah, I like the value. You if like he's him. there in the in the if DeAndre Swift's there in the late third, early fourth, you might want to consider him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're starting to get a little wonky if you're going to start jumping on DeAndre Swift in, in the in the second round, which I've also seen that in mocks already. Uh, Jamal Williams is a guy who I don't think I've seen get drafted yet. But when he was with Green Bay, he was a phenomenal flex play. He was great to get you about 10 to 12 points a game because he would see those dump-off passes. He might only catch five passes, and he might only get 20 yards rushing, but he's going to go 20 yards rushing, 20 or 30 yards receiving, and five catches. Mm -hmm. And it's going to still amount to being 10, 15 points, which is not a bad day. Uh, Jamar Jefferson has the potential to come out and break out and be a nice player, Mm -hmm. but obviously depends on what's ahead of him on the depth chart. Wide receivers, Brashad Perryman. No, I don't like anything to nope, do with him. Nope, no thank you. Uh, the receiver I keep seeing listed or talked about the most is Tyrell Williams. Also want nothing to do with him. Uh, Quintez Cephas had a nice back stretch of the year there. Sage Sherratt's a big-bodied guy who was a undrafted. I'm intrigued by him. Chad Hansen just signed there recently. Down the stretch with Houston when everybody got hurt, Chad Hansen had a couple 20-point games. Mm-hmm. Don't rule him out during camp at this point. Um, but a minor St. Brown's really the guy I want to target. Here he is literally listed as wide receiver five, and I've had him as wide receiver six in a couple mocks mm-hmm. all day, happily. I will jump on that. Yeah, especially because I don't, I don't want anything to do with Perriman, and right now the only one standing out is Amon Ross St. Brown. So. And, and we discussed about this a couple weeks ago. Um, Jared Goff, for what it's worth, has taken Amon or St. Brown aside, knows that Amon or St. Brown's a slot guy, and it's taking the time to sit down and discuss what made Cooper Cup such a prolific slot receiver. So if that's something Amon or St. Brown can really click with, St. Brown could be a stud. Right. I mean, um, especially if you draft him in, like, a keeper league. Dynasty league? Yep. I don't think I have him in both. I think I have him in one. Um, I don't think I was able to get him in our the one you and I are both in. But, yeah, uh, I'm on or St. Brown. I can't talk enough. And, and it's tough sometimes with uh, what you can or can't do. Really in terms of, like, oh, oh am I going to be able to make the most out of him as a rookie? Him, yes. I truthfully believe he will have high-end rookie prowess. Uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson listed as five. Going out on a limb, TJ Hawkinson should be tight end three by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get him any later, and I actually did this the other day in a mock, he was there at seven, and I stopped all of my plans to jump on him for my for my number one tight end. There's no reason he should be the seventh tight end off the board. He's going to produce the top three guy. I will take that all day. Darren Fells is funny. He's number 60 on this list, but would not shock me either to see Darren Fells be a fantasy-relevant 
player as he always is. He's he's a touchdown vulture. Yeah. That could be the only thing that scares me about Hawk is Fells could take some of those touchdowns, but Goff also made bread and butter out of throwing to multiple tight ends with the Rams. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be interesting because Goff's in a new system um, with a new team. Um, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more, but we'll see what happens when uh, the season comes along. Um, yeah, uh, all in all, like we said, Jared Goff, not something we need to... Uh, Maybe like a backup or a low... A th- Jared Goff, a high three. Jared Goff's, I think, is going to end up being the player that sits... Jared Goff's going to end up being the guy who uh, I think is a flex play or someone who you pick up when injury hits. Right. DeAndre Swift, like we said, running back two, someone you're going to want to take there. Jamal Williams, I think, should be drafted higher than I'm seeing him. Jamar Jefferson, monitor. Uh, really the only receiver of noteworthy is a minor St. Brown. Jump on him. Know the name. Don't let people steal him from you. Right. That's going to be our guy. If we have to pound the table for bread and butter players, it's him this year. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to this right now, Renee Roberts. I'm going to fight you over him in our draft. Um, <laughs> oh, she already told me. Shout out Renee if she's listening. We started putting together our, our redraft leagues, and she goes, well, I guess I'll know I'll be listening to yours so I know how to get inside your head and take all your players. I'll take them well ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, again, like I said, should be no no other TJ Hawkins to me, and I. This is a ballsy statement. I'm damn near putting him on the level that I would of Travis Kelsey. I'm confident saying outside of round five, if he's on the board still at late five or six, he's mine. I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's one of those you call them hot takes. I guess his his production was great last year. It truthfully, um, fantasy points. I mean, they have him listed as five, so it, it, he's in that ballpark. It Let's just depends see. on who you value where. Because I think that uh, Mark Andrews is listed at four. I'd prefer Hawk over Andrews. Yep. Um, I forget who was listed at three. Probably um, Las Vegas. Yes, Waller's three. Waller. Um, Which, I mean, at tight end four, four or five, that, that's pretty good value if, if those guys are gone. If you're getting the best tight end on the table and he's putting up similar stats to Travis Kelsey, then you're definitely winning. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask why the hell this looks so wonky. Um, it's not PPR stats, but I'm sitting here looking at it. Last, but I mean the efficiency last year, week one, five five targets, five catches, fifty six yards, and a touch. Um, sixteen points week one for mm-hmm. you in PPR. Four for four, sixty two. Four of seven, fifty three. Two of four for nine and a touch. I believe he got injured that week. Mm-hmm. Um, Two of five for seventeen in a touch. Five of six, fifty-nine in a touch. Seven of seven of ten for sixty-five. Dude doesn't catch a touchdown and still manages to get you fourteen points, damn near. Uh, five of eight for thirty-eight in a touch. Two of four for thirteen. Four of seven for sixty-eight. Hawk um, is the real deal. He truthfully, truthfully is, and that's my guy at this point. Uh, I really, really like what he brings to the table. Green Bay is up next. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Blake Bortles. Throw a dart. I don't think we've seen the end of this Aaron Rodgers saga yet. No, I think it's going to go into the season. I don't think it's... I truly think he sits out the season. Um, that's just my feeling on it. And and if he does, I think Jordan Love and Blake Bortles both have the potential to be a quarterback too. Depends right. on who wins that job there. 
you would think Jordan Love wins the job, but if he comes out the gate and is just hot trash, then Blake Bortles. And I'm hoping he's not because I own Jordan Love. Um, but no, absolutely is that. So that's, I mean, I, I it's not even something we can touch on. There's no, there's no answer to mm-hmm. this at this point. I know we've got a, we've got a buddy of ours who's an over the top Packers fan who keeps yelling at me. I've told you you're wrong. Yeah, but the problem is the reports keep coming out. The training camp's right around the corner. Training camp started today. Yeah, rookies reported today. Mm-hmm. We are at training camp. Aaron Rodgers is going to not show up to your training camp, and he's going to sit out this year. He doesn't care about the money. Something needs to be resolved, and it's not looking pretty. Um. Running backs, Aaron Jones, number nine. Bullshit. Bullshit. Aaron Jones should probably be anywhere from six to eight. He's he's not necessarily that top grouping of running backs, mm-hmm. but he deserves to be given the knowledge that he is a number one. He's I'm gonna date myself. I don't remember if you remember him as a player, but he is the Steven Jackson of current. Yeah, I know. Because Steven, Steven Jackson was always a consistent fantasy running back. You could always get him. Everyone slept on him. Yeah, you could always get him from six to eight. You could always almost almost get him from eight to twelve, and he'd perform as a six to eight player every year. And everybody kind of just undermined him. Yeah, he's with the Rams. Yeah, well, they're not this. Well, guess what? He's still always produced. Mm -hmm. That's Aaron Jones right now. Aaron Jones is a powerhouse back. He does all the stuff right. He can receive. He's running through you. He breaks tackles, but he gets overshadowed because you've also got Devontae. Adam and Aaron Rodgers there. Yeah, um, I don't see A.J. Dillon taking all the carries away, so... A.J. Dillon... So I almost feel like A.J. Dillon's going to take away Aaron Jones's goal line carry yeah, ability this year. Yeah, he's going to be a short yards guy. But that's because I think they might utilize Aaron Jones more in the receiving game than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. They should. So, but, which, at the same time, it's going to balance it out. So I think Aaron Jones really has a high ability. I like him this year. It wouldn't be a bad thing to, to handcuff... Uh, AJ Dillon, and I think it's potential. And Kylan Hill's him to watch, but I don't know if he's much of a target. Uh, wide receivers, number two overall, Devontae Adam. He's still going to get catches, no matter who is the quarterback. You got to hope. If it's Jordan Love or Blake Bortles, yes, I might say that I'm not taking him in the first round and I'll let somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, I think Devontae Adam might slide from two to eight. Yeah. And in terms of what else I can get there, it makes more sense to not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what you've got. That is as close to... I, I guess that's as close as going to a buffet and hoping there's steak. Yeah. And there's going to be steak. Um, that That's like going to an ice cream shop going, I hope they have vanilla. Mm-hmm. They're going to. Uh, you take him with Aaron Rodgers, I hope he's top five. Guess what? He is. He will, yeah. Um, Alan Lazard, MVS... Amari Rogers, Devin Funches, EQS or EQB. Uh, it's funny we just talked about Saint or Equanimous or uh, Equanimous, Equanimous Saint Brown's younger brother Amonra uh, with the last team. Devin Funches, Funches, I think is washed yeah. unless he comes out of nowhere and we see a complete flip where Lazard and MVS are off of that two three, yeah. and Rogers and Funches are up there. I just think that receiver room is too stacked for him to kind of climb that depth chart. I don't even know if it, I think it's stacked. He's been in Green Bay for almost two years now. He signed with Indy, tours Achilles, signs with Green Bay, sits out the year. He's coming back after not playing NFL football for two and a half years now. Yeah. That's going to be a tough climb, man. 
I, I like, if Rodgers plays, I like Amari Rodgers a little more. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, regardless, I could you could give me Lazard or MVS, and I think I'd rank Amari Rodgers ahead of both of them. Yeah. I would put Amari Rodgers almost in the same boat of where I'm, where I'm heralding uh, Amonra St. Brown at this point. It's a guy who, it's going to be a young rookie. Mm-hmm. He fits into what Aaron Rodgers wants if Rodgers is a quarterback. If he's not, it might be a whole other situation. We saw at Clemson, like, he's not the true cut number one, but he makes plays. He gets it done. He's very... Well, the funny thing is, he, he what do you have to remember, I guess, at Clemson, this is stuff that I don't know people will think of, he suffered a bad knee injury three years ago. Mm-hmm. It took him half the season to get back to full turn two years ago. Last year, he was supposed to come in and be wide receiver two. Justin Ross goes down with a severe injury, and Amari Rodgers... Kind of just took the ball and ran with it. He said, okay, I'll improve my draft stock. He went from a guy who most people thought was going to be a sixth, seventh rounder to a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really a bit undersized. He's slippery when he's got the football. Yeah, he, he, they used him a lot in bubble screens. Yes. Short, not short yardage plays, but uh, like just those quick quick throws. Get him the ball and let him do the work. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be upset about that. No, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, that's really the, the receiver room. Tight ends. Robert Tunyon. This, to me, is one of the biggest head scratchers there is. Mm-hmm. Tunyon came out of absolute oblivion last year to really captivize. And, and I think he finished fourth overall at tight ends. He had, like, 11 touchdowns. Yeah, he got a Pro Bowl snub. Um but he was consistent. Jay Sternberger and, and Josiah DeGuara mm-hmm. are both third-round picks from the last two seasons prior to this one. So these two kids both had talent. Does Tunyon prove that he was a real deal? Does, does he defend his starting spot and go on to be the next Green Bay tight end who's going to be like a, a touchdown maker? Mm-hmm. Or do these rookies kind of take him out in training camp? Mm-hmm. Deguire's going to have a bit of a of a uphill battle. I know he tore his ACL last year. Sternberger had an injury two years ago, so he kind of had to get his wheels moving slowly last year. Um, Tunyon's not a bad option as your if if you're banking on a late a late tight end with a high floor. Mm. I think he's still going to see production, right? Um, but I don't necessarily think that I'm drafting him at number five tight end, like. Expecting him to be what he was last year. Right. Uh, so overall, Green Bay quarterback room incomplete on that. I'm not even gonna give an answer. I don't. I we, we don't know how to give an answer right now. Yeah, that's too too difficult. Running backs, Aaron Jones. I would almost put higher on this list. I would take Aaron Jones ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I would too. Uh, AJ Dillon. I think I could move a little bit higher up. I think he's gonna have touchdown production uh, in a best ball league. I think I like AJ Dillon a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Wide receivers, Devontae Adam. If Rodgers is there, lock him in. If Rodgers is not playing quarterback, still a top 10 receiver, but maybe not worth where other people are going to jump on him. Right. Uh, Leapfrog and Mary Rodgers ahead of Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, and Tunyon, not a bad option, but I don't need to break the bank for him. And the last team in the NFC North. The Purple People Eaters themselves, the Minnesota Vikings. 
Um, wow, talk about coming right back into a quarterback controversy. I know. Uh, Kirk Cousins is ranked 16. If Kirk Cousins can play the way Kirk Cousins plays, he is at least a quarterback too. He's yeah. a good player to have on any fantasy roster, and I hate saying that, but he's always worth having because... He's like above mediocre. Yes, and his... The ability to use him versus schedule matchups is great. Mm-hmm. However, you better be monitoring Kellen Mond because if <laughs> if Cousins starts to slip, Kellen Mond might be a real threat. I mean, they what? They drafted him in the third, third round? round, so they valued him a little bit higher than... Well, the rumors were the reason they went after him in the third. Well, I, don't, I don't know why it just sounded like Pat Mahomes there. Well, the rumors were. It, yeah, they wanted to go out for Fields, I believe. Yeah, Fields at 11, and they had to go with Mond instead. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Minnesota's ready to close the book. Um, and if they, I mean, if next year they don't see Kirk Cousins or Mond as the guy, then you could see them drafting a quarterback very high. Easily. Uh, this, 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 one of my favorite running back rooms in the league Delvin Cook, listed two, needed. Yes. Should be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The back stretch of last year, and this is with Justin Jefferson still producing, um, they handed the ball to Cook so often, and then they threw to Cook so often, and then they just said, Delvin Cook, you're up, and they just let him do what he wanted, and he was producing multi-touchdown games across the entire thing. He mm-hmm. Single-handedly, he's the reason that I went to the championship in our Dynasty League. Yeah. Delvin Cook was money. Or Alexander Madison here. Mm-hmm. One of the most unknown handcuffs you should have. If you're a Delvin Cook owner, you need... Mm-hmm. Or Madison. If you're not, and your Delvin Cook owner doesn't get Madison, you need to take him from that guy. Yeah. Madison ran for over four and a half yards per carry last year when given the ball. His stats across two years have been pretty good. I want to see he has four rushing touchdowns in two years when given the ball, like 600-something yards. He's not been shabby. Cook has had issues staying healthy. Last year was a better year than most. Mm-hmm. But at the risk of a regression, Alexander Madison's the guy to look to. Yeah. I mean, they don't. there's not much else on the roster that really screams, hey, draft me. No. Kenny Nuango, uh, who we didn't know who he was, <laughs> um, is a rookie. That's their best hope. Uh, but yeah, Delvin Cook should be the answer. Lights out. If you don't have an option at Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. you should. I mean, that's your right in. You don't mm-hmm. have. To, you don't have to think about that. Uh, wide receivers: Justin Jefferson ranked eight. I love it. Adam Thielen ranked twentieth. I hate it. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. Like, there's nothing else I can put there. Thielen's gonna see stats, but Thielen started to regress last year. Yeah, I don't really want much to do with Thielen. Thielen. I mean, I mean, I traded Thielen and Tyler Higby for a second-round pick in our dynasty mm-hmm. league. Thielen's over the age of 30 at this point. He continually has soft muscle injuries, hamstring, this, that. Um, I, I don't need it. I don't mm-hmm. want it. So I'm okay selling him as your wide receiver three instead of being your wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay with you taking Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver one, but that's one of those things, again, people keep pounding Jefferson higher and higher and higher, mm-hmm. and that's where you start getting your, like, Allen Robinsons at, and as your wide receiver twos as well, which, yeah. is, which is okay with me. Irv Smith Jr., 13. I like it. I think he's got high upside, but I don't necessarily need to break the bank for him. I think you can also flex him in with a couple other spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so, end of the day here, Cousins, if he's a starter... Worth it being your quarterback, too. 
Dalvin Cook should be running back two in the entire league. Yes. You need him if you can get him. Alexander Madison, worth having as your handcuff. Justin Jefferson should be a wide receiver one. Adam Thielen drop back. Irv Smith, worth it. Gary, we're through four of eight divisions. Yeah, we're getting there. It's episode 50. Yeah. Uh, I don't think else we have much else to say on that, though. So No, we're... We're probably camping at the moment. This is coming out. So. Yeah. So, guys, we thank you for listening. Uh, we want to give you a shout-out. Thank you for hopefully increasing our numbers again. And until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.